Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Let's go back to 2011 with Squidge. Let's look at the World Cup again with Squidge. Hello, and welcome to the Squidge Rugby World Cup Rugby Retrospective. I genuinely can't get through it without saying the word rugby multiple times. It's becoming like an ailment. It's becoming a little twitch in amongst me trying to introduce this podcast now. I genuinely can't remember at what point the word rugby comes up in like a real title as advertised. So I just assume it's every other word and more. It is the rugby, 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 rugby retrospective rugby show. It's something like that. I don't know. The podcast on which we rewatch every game of the 2011 Rugby World Cup and talk about them ad nauseum. Except th- this this week on this podcast, we can't do that because we've had a number of sources we've been watching the games. We've been able to get hold of every game so far, and I believe we had. I believed we had every game for the World Cup. I didn't quite check properly, and. Turns out we were missing after we set a date and say, okay, we'll just watch that in the morning and we'll come back and we'll record after that. We don't have Samoa versus Namibia, Samoa 49, Namibia 12. We didn't, we didn't have a copy of that game. I'm confident that the game definitely did happen though. Like, I'm pretty sure I remember us watching it. I mean, I remember it. Yeah. Yeah. And we have managed to find footage of it. You know, there is out there, there's footage of the game. We've seen highlights we've been and watched every clip there is online so online i don't know how much you've seen but we've watched the tries back we've watched back there's one tackle that's on there individually we'll yeah. be uploaded separately uh, did you watch that as well yeah yeah it's a good tackle yeah there's a news report from the kiwi news about the pacific islands playing in particular they put focus on samoa who are playing obviously against namibia here it's their first game and the there World was Cup. an absolute unit samoan kid singing the anthem in said yes. news report who said that they're going to smash him. Yeah, smash him, bro. He seemed like a good good lad. I liked him. Yeah. I quite like that. The, do, should we just talk about their news report quickly? Sure, sure. Yeah, they kind of introduce it and they say, like, they've got a bit where they're like, oh, we've got a bit of a sports theme, but we don't know what else is going on in that show. What else happened in New Zealand that day? No idea. What happened in this game? No idea. <laughs> I'll tell you what. It's funny, just like two minutes in saying, should we just talk about this news report? After all of these times that we have watched a game and not talked about them, how stupid do we feel now? I know. And yet here we are just desperately wanting some rugby. So there's one other video on YouTube titled Manu Samoa versus Namibia 2011. I don't know if you came across this. I didn't come across this. I clicked on this thinking this might be highlights. This might feature some of the game that isn't in just the tries, which were uploaded separately. And I began watching it, and within a second, I realised my mistake, because I was greeted by a very familiar sound. And that sound is, DJ Khaled! Yes! <laughs> i tell you what, of all the pop culture references that have come into this podcast, I was not expecting that in the first five minutes of this episode, we will be talking about DJ Khaled. Did you see this video? No! <laughs> so it was 
it's some absolute unit with an afro, some Samoan lad who's wearing like a Samoan shirt, and he's put up this video of of stills he took at the game of himself going. Clearly, he dressed up before going. He's wearing like a, a Samoan flag, not not the <laughs> not the outfit. He's wearing like a Samoan shirt, and he's got like a flag behind him. Only he's kind of panning down slowly with a full DJ Khaled song playing in the background. <laughs> and he kind of plays this shot of him like panning down about three times. And to be fair, like the guy looks awesome. Fair play to him. Like he's a cool looking dude. But it pans out about three times. We see one shot of him stood in the crowd waving like a Samoan flag. We see some more bits of him with his afro. There's then a terrifying bit where he's wearing like a mask that looks like something out of the purge with a Samoan flag on it. And it's like terrifying, like eyes cut out. Samo- like, ma- ugh, like really creepy Samoan mask and then he's got a load of like really low quality stills of Amazana Tualangi and Dan Leo and he keeps <laughs> just showing the same still over and over and it kind of pans across and it'll pan down the, the thing's about three minutes why long why Dan Leo? I don't know there's like Tualangi doing the um, doing the, the, the Civitao and then there's also Dan Leo just standing there and then there's Khan Potter where he's going his try mm. and they kind of play these these stills whilst DJ Khaled sings in the background. I mean, it makes sense. Tulang is A, a star player, and B, is incredibly distinctive and just, like, really recognisable. Yeah. Dan Leo is a strange choice, I guess, as a second row. And not that I would tell that to his face, but, you know, he, he will have some opinions. Well, he but... was co-captain of this. He was second captain. Oh, was he? Oh, okay, I guess Yeah, vice-captain, rather. That's the word right. of this Samoan team, yeah. so... Yeah, Ryan Schwalger. I wonder... If any of the Samoan team are fans of DJ Khaled, I, I imagine so. Yeah. I mean, that guy certainly was the guy that uploaded this video. It's just sure. a guy that'd been to the game and he'd taken some stills himself at the game, himself getting ready to go. And most of the video is just the same two photos of him over and over again, but kind of sliding about in different manners. And then we see some of the game, which doesn't really tell you anything about the game, but that's what I've managed to watch in so the actual footage of the match. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, it's just reminded me of. There's somebody on YouTube did like basically an in-depth analysis of this DJ Khaled music video. I don't know if you've seen right. that. When no. he does the thing where he's like, you smart, you loyal. And basically he then like pulls loads of money out of his like his handbag or whatever T- DJ Khaled takes with him yeah. and puts it on the table and says like these models, like go buy yourself a house, go buy your family houses. And the guy counted it up that like he basically pulled out like three grand. And he's saying you've got to go and buy your family houses. It's like someone worked out, and this is, again, complete tangent on tangent, but that's what this episode's going to have to be. I apologise to everyone listening who likes rugby. I don't think many people listen to us like rugby. I don't think that's our target audience. (laughs) So, you know, you've seen Black Panther. Yes, I have. Yes. Vibranium, kind of the the fictional resource that your suit's made out of, that Captain America's shield's made out of. Right. Right. There's one throwaway line in a Black Panther comic where someone refers to how much vibranium's worth. Right. And someone then worked out that just on the basis of like an average park bench or looking at something, you know, like a park bench is worth more than most houses because they're just made of vibranium in Wakanda. And someone then worked out that just on the basis of like what you saw in that one issue of the comic on like working on like a pound for pound basis. Just on one comic, so not including the whole country. Yeah. That T'Challa, the, the Black Panther, is richer than everyone else in the world put together. <laughs> <laughs> that 
They, because clearly they just threw out this figure like, oh, it's worth loads. And then they didn't stop to think, wait a minute, he's got loads of this. He's the richest man of all time. Imagine if he sold that suit. Like, he, yeah. he'd just be fine. Like, yeah. He, he'd just to be buy fair, John Paul Getty. I say, imagine if he sold that suit. Like, it would be physically impossible for somebody to be able to, like, afford that. Yeah. I guess maybe, like, Jeff Bezos could, like, you know, set up a savings account. But I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Just imagine walking into a room with, yeah, Getty and Bezos and all, and just being like, what? What? You're <laughs> worth less than my socks. <laughs> so this is a Marvel Studios podcast now. It is. Um, should we run quickly through the teams? Because it's quite a shame, actually, this, because it's a really good, it's possibly the best Samoan team I've seen in, in my life. I was, you know. Agreed. I, I'm i too young to remember their kind of 90s team. Yeah. But it was a the really American good Samoan Samoa team. team. They, Yes. They beat the no the the Western Samoa team. You mean? Sorry, the Western Samoa team. Yeah, yeah. This is the whole they... of Samoa we're on about. <laughs> yeah, this is the whole of Samoa. Yeah, um, that's what you just said. <laughs> I... By the way, by the way, this is the whole of Samoa. <laughs> by the way, DJ Khaled. <laughs> Um, this is not going to get so, well. It's a really good Samoa team, right? They've got some lad called Alizane Tuolangi. They've got Tani Fackenbaum on the other wing, who about a year earlier was absolutely phenomenal for London Irish. Yes, yeah, yeah. It was in that period where he was just, it was brilliant. And he was kind of like their key player back when London Irish were good. Yeah, also with Tani Fackenbaum, the Scarlets once accidentally signed his brother thinking it was him. Yes, Yes. Like, that's how good he was, that the Scarlets really wanted him and signed his shit brother instead by accident. Yeah. <laughs> that's a really good anecdote. That's a really good story. Yeah. That they didn't realise they signed Michael, his brother. They just saw Tanny Fackenbar going and signed him. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty um, rare name. Yeah. <laughs> You'd think you wouldn't need to check which one it is, but... <laughs> they had two of the PC brothers. They had George in the centre. Again, back when he was great, when he first signed for Northampton. Yeah. He, that was, I think, end of his first season there. And then you also had Khan Fotowali at Scramalf, who had just signed for the Ospreys, was joining him after that World Cup. And he then went on to, about a year after that, become the best Scramalf in the world. He yeah. had that kind of 18-month period where he was phenomenal. He was almost unplayable every game he played. Yeah, I think Fotowali's always been like one of my favourite players. Uh, growing, mm. Obviously, growing up as a Scramalf, watching him, he was sort of that perfect hybrid between what we say is like your perfect kicking nines, your Conor Murrays and whoever, yeah. and... Somebody like Mike Phillips who darts around the, the fringes yeah. and that sort of thing. I know that Murray and Phillips are two players who are regularly sort of compared to each other and that sort of thing. But I think Fotoli, I guess a bit, a bit of Genia as well in Fotoli as yeah. well, in the way that he just reads the game so brilliantly. That sheer game intelligence. Yeah, yeah. And he's a proper like test match animal, which I know is a bit of a cliche, yeah. but it, they were probably a bit of a rarity in Pacific Island teams to have somebody yeah. like that who has that temperament to, to close out games against bigger teams Absolutely. as he did against the likes of Wales later on in his career. Yeah. And he's just retired. You know, he's just retired in the last yeah. few weeks as this is going up, which is a shame because he was a genuinely brilliant player. And there is that argument all the time that comes up that like, there was a thread on Twitter about, is he the best scrum off for a tier two nation ever? And someone said, we can't count him as a tier two nation because he came through the New Zealand system. But actually he was a really proud Samoan even if he yeah. grew up in New Zealand, he grew up in Christchurch, I believe. And you look at him, he scores the first try of this game. Yeah. Which, fittingly enough, where he kind of bumps off two people and scores down the wing. And it's a really good kind of winger's finish, because he yeah. had that kind of proper all-round game. And then when he scores, he starts beating the badge and pointing to it, this chest that yeah. he's proud of. It's like, I, I didn't want to play for the All Blacks anyway. Yeah. And I think I've seen him do that quite a lot, playing for Samara as well, yeah. beating at the badge. I feel like that's quite a common thing for Tuali. Also, right, on his try, how little yes. did Kotzer want to tackle him? 
That's, that is the weakest <laughs> yeah. shoulder tackle I've ever seen put on a scrum half. Like, ever. yeah, well, Cot's kick wasn't great either, but he was massive for a scrum half, though. I oh, mean, yeah, it was the era of Mike Phillips when you first had we you know, talked about Connor Murray first coming through, yeah, and then you had him again just establishing himself in this World Cup. He'd won caps for Samoa by now, but yeah. this is where he massive. kind of made his name, yeah, and he is properly bumping off. Like, I think it's a forward in the second one. I think it's one of the uh, uh, I think flankers. it's uh, Winkler, the left winger. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Winkler definitely misses him yeah. along that way. Yeah, so I think Foto Lee had, from what I can tell, great game. Yeah, from what I remember, like I remember being quite impressed. Yeah. And I remember when the Ospreys signed him thinking, oh, he's an underwhelming replacement for Mike Phillips leaving. Yeah. And actually, he turned out to be a huge step up. And we, of course, were like, keeping an eye on him and George Stowers quite a lot. By yes. the way, this World Cup was in New Zealand, so I'm going to call him Stowers rather than Stowers. <laughs> his own request, because he always says, Southern Hemisphere is Stowers. So. And Northern Hemisphere is Stowers, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, so this yeah. Is, it was his thing, yeah. Yeah, which is a good bit by Stowers. Stowers. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, yeah, we kept an eye out for Fotowali in particular. And we're very impressed with him, as far as I can recall, because yeah. this was one of the first times we'd really seen him play since he signed for the Ospreys. So yeah, yeah, that's the rest of the Samoan backline. You've then got Tusi PC, the other PC brother, who was this kind of revelation for Samoa in such a way that they've kept picking him ever since, even yeah. though he's now the Samoan Ben you know, Youngs. Yeah, he's now forty-six, and I don't think Samoa's legally allowed to pick a ten that isn't two CPC. No, or at yeah. least he's not allowed. He has to be in the twenty-three. Like if they pick another ten, he has to come off the bench and fix it. Yeah, yeah. And then Paul Williams, the fullback, who was uh, before he became a Welsh rugby journalist. Nice. There's a joke. And refer- There's an a, Australian referee and an Australian referee. Yeah, and all the other Paul Williamses in the world. And then. In the centre, one of my favourite players that's kind of under-forgotten, over-forgot, under-remembered, over-forgotten, sure. uh, Mapasua, who, for me, was always Marnonu before Marnonu. Yeah, yeah. He was like, if you if Marnonu was Samoan rather than from New Zealand, like, yes. Mapasua is the player that you have. Uh, I know that Nanu is actually of Samoan heritage or whatever, but he is a New Zealander, so... Don't pull that argument out. But no, Mapasua, I think, is one of the greatest number 12s I've ever seen. Because and like, Absolutely. for, I think it was Turlangi's second try, where Sowers does like a great flick pass and so does 2CPC. Yeah. And then Mapasua holds the defenders brilliantly. And it kind it's, of looks yeah. like he's slowing his feet down, but really he's just kind of swerving inside and shifting their body exactly. weight a bit. And lifts the ball to Turlangi brilliantly. Yeah, he kind of drifts back inside and he, he gives this really sympathetic pass as well yes. that allows Tulangi to absolutely steam onto it. Yeah. He kind of lets it float. But because he's done all the most players would try and fix the man directly and spin out like a pass that's pinpoint to him. Sure. Mapasu instead drifts back inside and because he knows he's probably actually got the bulk to offload because he was a big lad and a hairy lad, but he was also, he had this real skill set. Like he couldn't kick, but he could, his passing was excellent yeah. his passing yeah. is fantastic and his timing on it as well and his game awareness so yeah he drifts back inside and gives the pass and fixes him and yeah. because he's bought Tuolangi a few seconds and he knows it's Alizana Tuolangi outside him he manages to do this just beautiful really well weighted timed pass that isn't pinpoint and that's the beauty of it it's kind of it's there for for Tuolangi to run onto and Tuolangi to pick his own time and line onto yeah and as you say like much like a lot of crash ball centers and in inverted commas uh, he didn't have much of a like a rounded kicking game or anything. No. But, like that short passing game of his was so brilliant that like the players yeah. in and outside him always expected the ball from him because he could offload nine times out of ten. Yeah, 
he was a great decoy runner as well, which mm. obviously opened up when Samoa had this many dangerous players in the back line. Like that was such a big factor as well. Yeah. I genuinely think he's just one of the greatest like crash ball centers of all time because he had yeah. so much subtlety to his game. He's just one of the most underrated players of the last 15 years for me. Agreed, agreed. I almost wrote a piece for the Rugby Journal on this, on the most underrated players of the last decade, and he was the player I kind of brought up as like the first one I wanted to talk about. Yeah. And then, yeah, they ended up not doing that, but it was a... He's the guy I go to when I think of under-forgot... Under... Ah! <laughs> the, whenever I think of that word, I'm always going to think of Salela Mapasua. Yeah. Their pack as well, very strong. Like, they had Perenice at tighthead, who was an absolute baller for a tighthead. Yes. Like, Taolafo, he... solid loose head too. Yeah, yeah. We had Mohamed Schrauga, who was a brilliant player what and a player, brilliant man. captain. Yeah, yeah, He was like a proper talismanic leader. And he, he spoke so well. Yeah. And he was, of course, dropped by Samoa about a year later for talking about the corruption. And he never played for Samoa again. Yeah. Even though he was still playing really well in Europe. He played in the Premiership and the Top 14. Yeah. I genuinely... And also, of course, won Super Rugby once or twice, didn't he? Yeah. I would say of Schrauga, like with with John Schmidt, and Richie McCaw, like he was one of the best captains at this World Cup, and yeah. you can you can tell alone from the way that he leads the Civitao. Um, yes, and there's like a really oh. iconic video of him leading it against Australia in the warm-up game where they yeah. won, and there's just so much fire goes into that, and you can almost tell like the way he plays from just the way that he looks around at yeah. his teammates and so on, and there's just so, he... such an aura to him as a leader. He is the best I've ever seen at the the Pacific War Dance. Yes. I've never seen anyone that warms them up like him. The the kind of the manu he does, you yeah, know, he kinda of, yeah. the whole team sat around him and he he turns in his hand and shouts, DJ Khaled <laughs> <laughs> And he screams that. Um, Could you imagine And the whole team's a new again. Can you imagine DJ Khaled leading the hacker? Or just <laughs> They've got TJ at the minute, Perinara, but instead they could have DJ, huh. Khaled. I think that next time <laughs> Samoa play a test match, they should go up, sing the anthem, yep. get into yep. their own half, set those microphones yep. up, and they should yep. just sing that entire DJ Khaled song in its entirety. I like the fact that they set the microphones up themselves. They yep. just send the props out to do it. Yeah, and the tech staff. Yeah, they have to get one of those little things up the shirt and kind of clip it on a little tie mic. Yeah, <laughs> just for DJ Khaled. Yeah, uh, Samoa also have on the. I mean, they had Sensor Johnson on the bench. Yeah, who actually I'm just going to just mention it. Retired recently, of course. Retired a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, now it's going up. And at the time, he posted a photo of his boots hanging over like a like a clothesline or something like a some sort of line, like in a kind of symbolic. Yeah, it looks like you know hanging at my boots. But it looked like he was saying, I'm retiring to go into drug dealing. <laughs> I thought you were about to suggest that he's starting up a clothing line. That <laughs> Census Johnson's going into fashion. <laughs> Phil Vickery did. So maybe it's the thing for props. Yeah, that's true. Of course, uh, Samoa also had T. Paolo on the bench. Who, yes. like, if he came over any other time, other than when they had Moshuaga starting, he would have been like a legendary South Seas yeah. hooker. Of course, played several years with Claremont, and yeah. I was going to say won loads with that. He made loads of finals with them. Yes, and yeah, but he was such a good player. And again, like he was such a big game player, which mm. are such a like well valued thing in a team like Samoa. Yeah, absolutely. No, he was fantastic. And even you know, their bench is really strong. Their Joe Takioi is just coming through. He kind of had that game for the Bar Bars. I think was it that year or the year before 
where he kind of announced himself yeah. when this unknown Samoan lad turned up and was just basically unplayable for the Barbarians because yeah. he's such a Barbarians player. And he's basically a uh, Trevor Anus, yeah, we're just running through the full team. Kane Thompson as well, starting lock, yeah. who was a good player, like largely forgotten about, very good player. Yeah, under-forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, of course... I can't not mention two, two people. Junior, Polo, and Ganga. Jolly Junior, Polo, and Ganga. Star of Victus, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Scramar, who was, again, very solid replacement to come off Fottawilly and very different player that kind of yeah. happened to mix it up a bit. Yeah. Experienced. Too. And we can't not mention him, Eliotta Fuomani Sapolo. Yeah. Oh, where to start on Fuomani Sapolo? I mean, the thing is, at this point... He was only slightly known for his online shithousery. Of course... No, it sort of started just before this World Cup. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Because originally, we knew him as Outrageous Dummy Guy. When he yes. threw that one-handed dummy, you can find it on YouTube. For, for Gloucester, Gloucester against, against the Dragons. dragons. Yeah. Yeah. He just, it, yeah, it's on YouTube. Yeah, it's, he has the ball in brilliant. one hand, and he looks like yeah. he's going to throw this sort of 30-yard miss pass out the back of his hand. And... When you see he's not passed the ball, you think, well, obviously he's never going to pass that. Like That's ridiculous. <laughs> but it's so believable the way he just rips the ball yeah. across and he makes this wonderful break. There's on, there's such a good like amount of stuff on early hours from Onisopolo like, on the internet. And it's, it's like There's yeah. a great try he scored for Gloucester with the whole Mark Eller thing where he touches the ball three times, does two no-look passes and gets it back on a kind of loop. And it's brilliant in open play. I love a loop in open play. Yeah. There's, of course, the 2007 when he did the drop kick where he threw the ball in the air for a restart and then it bounces and then he just boots it just because he thought that would be a bit of a laugh. And of course, yeah, yeah I think the, the Twitter shithousery started for some for Anzapolo when they beat Australia and he said, you know, so proud of my Samoan brothers and so on. Shame the referee was so shit, but we still pulled through it. <laughs> It is. It's kind of above. We mentioned it a couple of weeks ago now, but the Matt Gitto tweet. Yeah, this World Cup was the start of Twitter. Like there weren't that many players on it. You had, I remember, like Gareth Thomas was pretty much the first Welsh player on it, and Phil Marlisopolu and Matt Gitto were about the only players playing this World Cup who were active on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, so Matt Gitto wasn't. He was playing at the time. Yeah. Uh, whereas now everyone has Twitter, and like most players, you find that. You know, about 60-70% of a squad will be on Twitter even if they don't use it regularly. Yeah. Part of these are brand thing, you know, they're agents or have them, whatever. Yeah. But Fumano Sapolo is one of the first, and he is still to this day... Relentless. Very, yeah, oh, I've seen things he's retweeted this morning. Yes. That are <laughs> yeah. very, very in character for him. But he was, of course, he's most famous for, and I suppose we'll get onto it in a future episode, but he called the referee Nigel Owens from their game against South Africa racist... Uh, and that started a whole shit storm. And he was just constantly going off on his own thing. Because like, it was Joey Barton about the same time as a footballer. Of course. Who would famously tweet a lot of stuff. Just, you know, like his opinions on this, that, the other. I famously remember him saying in 2015 that England will easily beat Australia in the pool <laughs> stage. Because the Australians can't scrum. What did happen that day, by the way? I don't I don't remember. Hold on, no. So, wait, Matt Gitter was playing in that. Yeah, because oh, he yeah, the ball because they changed afterwards. the entire yeah. eligibility laws because they realised he's good. Yeah, did he did he score? I think he on, did in the last minute. I think he wasn't did. it hilarious. Yeah, it was. It's like you look at most tries and you think, oh, that's thrilling, that's exciting, that's really good. You look at that try and it's just funny. Sorry, uh, I apologise to any England fans, <laughs> but also, oh, I, no, 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 you said sorry. I'm not sorry, but I do apologise. Okay, yeah. <laughs> That, what a game that was. And also because it was that year in which Mario Desma came on and made Australia brilliant scrummages. 
But yes. yeah, so basically, Fomalu Sopolus uh, threatened to beat up Joey Barton, and he was like, "Meet <laughs> me, I'll I'll beat you up." And he kept talking about this, and Joey Barton never responded because why would you? It's a Samoan rugby player. <laughs> yeah, he's hard as shit. Like, <laughs> oh, I qualified lawyer. I think I do like Fomalu Sopolus. Like, yeah. I'm never going to unfollow him on Twitter. Like that's for certain, no. <laughs> and like stuff always comes up on my on my timeline. Like I don't need to check who retweeted it. I can always just like scroll up. I've just woken up in the morning. I see something. Oh, from one I suppose is that it again? Yeah. If it's something about how the world is unfair against Pacific Islands, yeah, and it's like you know most of them are fair points. Oh, he's absolutely. Just, he's very like he is on the absolute like extreme way of phrasing an entirely fair point. Sure. And to say I I'm more for from one I suppose. I yeah. think the game needs more characters like it. It does definitely does. Especially yeah. in 2011, like, there weren't enough. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, should we look at the Namibia team? Yeah, 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 I think we should. So, we start as we always start with two-time IRB Try of the Year nominee, Chrisanda Bota, at fullback, Bota. who, again, also, like Kotsa, sliced a kick for one of Tualani's oh. tries, which was also set up by Fumana Sapolu doing, like, mad counter-attack things yes. and them with, like, a blind pass. But still... Nobody can take away the fact that he has twice been nominated for IOB Tribe of the Year. So the year. it doesn't matter. You can do what you want at that point, as far as I'm concerned. Exactly, exactly. You can do what you want. And most of that will be counterattacks to try and get your third IOB Tribe of the Year nomination. <laughs> exactly. Dani Dames and Llewellyn Winkler on the wings. Winkler, I guess, yep. was the second choice, but he was pretty quick from what I can tell. Yeah. Well, he, so the one, the, the first Namibia try is him doing this lovely little chip and chase. Yeah. Regathering, then offloading when the fullback comes across, when Paul Williams comes across. Yeah. To Danny Van Vijk. It's a great bit of skill, it. isn't it? It's lovely. It's really over. nice. And yeah. obviously, the Samoans, even at this point, will have been known for rushing up in defence and putting lots of pressure on. Yeah. And sort of go around that when you sort of isolate it on the wing. With It's a lovely deft chip over the top and feed yeah. back inside. It's perfectly actually, timed as well. You say a lot of pressure on. You look at the Port Williams try. Oh, yeah. And it comes entirely from one Namibian shooting. I'm pretty sure offside, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's Because he shoots up with such speed. Right, okay. He shoots up with such speed that the rest of the line isn't following. He just opens up completely. Yeah. And it's that weird kind of point of clearly players were being encouraged to really fire up. But yeah. they weren't organised yet. And I've said this a few times. of like We had line speed, but we didn't quite have organisation. That's the in thing. The line. Back this back at this point, a lot of people will have you know sort of the, the sort of garden pillar who were sort of first and second out from a yeah. ruck. The man outside then would shoot up and then the garden yes. pillar would kind of fold in behind them rather than chasing with yeah. them and working hard to make sure if somebody does step back inside, which is almost what you want these days. You almost want to yeah. get stepped when you're doing something like that. So well, the you... other person back inside can smash them. Whereas Kotzer doesn't have that, puts in a bit of a half hearted tackle on Williams because he's a bit tired, clearly. And Williams England, just South Africa and Wales's defences, which were the three most effective at the World Cup last year, the three yeah. best in the world there, were all led by kind of the third or fourth man in the line. Yeah. They'd kind of really fire up. It'd be like a forward kind of in that gap between where you'd normally end of the forward and the, the 10 and 12. Yeah. It'd be, you'd have like a flanker there generally, sometimes a second row, and they would really shoot up and everyone on them would kind of fold in rather than it being the, the second man off the ruck or it being the 10, as is kind of traditionally the case. Yeah. Or the 12. And actually, that's kind of, it's a smart way because everyone then sets on that. Yeah. And it then allows, you know, if you're Wales, you then have the 13 shoots up separately. And also, of course. Whereas England kind of go diagonally. So and on, also, yeah. of course, it's when you're thinking about the next phase after that, after you've made that tackle, it's much easier to yeah. sort of fold round and organise the next phase rather than have somebody yeah. who's now either at the bottom of a ruck or is on the other side of the pitch exactly. and stuff. It's much easier. It's much more slidable across a pitch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, to go back to the Namibia team, yep. you have Tynes Kotzer in at 10. Legend. The, the the boy. The boy. Straight off his free drop goals. Didn't drop any in this game, I which know. is disappointing. Boring. But there we go. He did score a try yeah, two minutes ago. But exactly, they're, they're boring. Overrated. And it's a nice little show it's, and go. Yeah, it's a great Stretches out, puts it down, shows he's a well-rounded fly half. He is the best fly half in the world, as I said and also, on that, that last one. As I said in the last game, like he brought so much like shape to that Namibian back line. But on this yeah. one, like he basically sees nobody's really set much shape outside him. And then kind of thinks, yeah. just kind of generically dummies because he sees a bit of a gap. And Manchester Scott, it's, as you say, it's a great show and go. Yeah. It's a very believable I dummy throws just... as well, so... Van Zyl's basically stood on his shoulder. It's in that kind of... Do you know the way someone will set off a 12 in, like, under-12s rugby, where they assume they can't pass very fast, yeah. so they just stand right next to the guy with the ball? That's basically what Van Zyl's doing. He's just stood on his shoulder, and then he goes, well, what's the point of me passing to you? <laughs> and so goes straight through. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it was it was very well taken by Kotzer. Yeah. Yeah. Jacques Berger... Carl, there's a few, you know, again, really solid, good players. Larson, the Rombies looking boy, yeah. all of them. Debutant called Franken in the second row, who I don't remember at all, but picked no. up for Nico Westerhazer. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com So, this got me thinking. When I saw the names of a couple of Namibian players I didn't remember, there's also this Neil on the bench... Ruan. Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but anyway, there's a few players in this uh, Losper on the bench. Yeah, I don't remember C- him. TC Losper. I did not remember him. But there's a few Namibian players I didn't recognise. So it got me thinking. And I decided to start a quiz. Ooh, I like a quiz. Inspired by your quiz from a few episodes ago on was that a USA rugby ground or a, a Vampire Weekend song? Yeah. Is this a Namibian international rugby player or a fringe character in Harry Potter? <laughs> okay, okay. I like that. I like okay. Frio Grunewald. I reckon that's a Namibian rugby player. That is, he won one cap at fly half in 1990. <laughs> Theo, if you're listening. Charity Burbage. Charity Burbage. Oh, I really hope that's a rugby player. It's the professor of muggle studies. <laughs> Terry Boot. Terry Boot. Terry Boot. Oh, I reckon that's I reckon that's a Namibian rugby player. What position do you think he is? He's not going to be a ten because that'd be too convenient. I reckon he's a. Lock. It'd be too good, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think he's a lock. No, he's a member of the Ravencore Quidditch team. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Kaki Cornelius Hooson. That's definitely a Namibian rugby player. I know I've guessed yep, all he has... four so far, but... <laughs> yeah. He has five caps on the flank for Namibia. Oh, thank God. Um, 
Electo Caro. That's a Harry Potter character. He is a Death Eater, yep. Uh, Rudgina Gents, with a Z. Rudgina Gents, G-E-N-T-Z. That's a hell of a name. Are you sure this isn't like some kind of like Norwegian rapper? <laughs> no, he's played Locke from Namibia. Wow, wow. I think Wimpy I would have guessed Harry Potter there for the record. Say that one again, sir. Wimpy Otto. Wimpy Otto. Are you serious? <laughs> Wimpy Otto. Wimpy Otto. That can't be either of those. Wimpy Otto is too good a name for J.K. Rowling. Wimpy spelled like of. burger, and then yeah. Otto spelled O double T O. I reckon that's a Namibian rugby player. You're correct. That is that is a prop with three caps between 1993 and 1994. <laughs> uh, Amos Diggory. That is a Harry Potter character. That is, yes, yeah, Cedric Diggory's father. Yeah. Walden McNair. I reckon that's an Arabian rugby player. <laughs> How many of these have we got from the <laughs> He's a Death Eater. <laughs> no! <laughs> um, how many more do you want to do? Uh, I mean, I'm enjoying this I've game. got so many. Yeah. <laughs> Melrick Africa. Namibian rugby player. Yep, wing. Wing for Namibia. Uh, Willem Alberts. South African rugby player. <laughs> yeah, but there's also, there's a guy that played hooker for Namibia called Willem Alberts. Huh. Yep. Okay, here's a good one. Okay. Waka Kazazombiaze. That's got to be a Namibia Waka Kazazombiaze. Yep, he played Locke for Namibia. Franklin Burlatoni. Harry Potter. Nope, he's a prop. <laughs> uh, Roger Thompson. Harry Potter. No, centre. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> Skipper Badenwurst. Namibia. Yeah, he played hooker for Namibia. Uh, Reginald Catamole. Harry Potter. Yeah, he works for the Ministry of Magic and was posted <laughs> by Ron Weasley in the seventh book. Skill Nell. What? S- skill, spelled like the word skill with an E on the end, then Nell, like Skill Nell. I hope skill that's, Nell. I hope that's a rugby player, but I feel he, sorry for that person's like what would have been you're, subject to every time he dropped the ball. Everyone go, oh, he's supposed to have skill, man. If if you are saying he's a rugby player, what position do you think he played? Oh, I reckon because he is. He played for Namibia. I reckon he had crap hands and he was a tight head prop. He was a fly half. <laughs> Namibia had a fly half called Skill Nell. Then okay, I've got two more. Okay, okay. Gert Lotter, Harry Potter. No, Hooker. Roderick Victor. I've got I've got a few more than two. Harry Potter. No, he's a flanker. Sturgis Podmore. That's definitely Harry Potter. Yeah, he's a member of Order of the Phoenix. And finally, Cormac McLaggen. Uh Harry Potter. Yeah, he was the Gryffindor keeper. I was expecting to say Ron Weasley at the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was my game. We now know that Terry Boot was not a Namibian player. Yeah. But honestly, as I read his name when I was looking back over that, I thought he would be. Yeah, yeah. When I go back and edit this, I'll count how many I got there, what my score was. But Okay, let's drop that in now. Congratulations, you got... 13 out of 20. Points. Yeah, okay. You did really well. I'm sure I did. However, when I drew up that quiz, it got me thinking. We haven't watched this game, so we don't have much to talk about. So, I drew up another quiz based on Samoan (laughs) internationals. Oh, everybody's currently pressing the unsubscribe button. (laughs) I'm going to ask you, I'm going to do this as a speed round. Sure, sure. So we don't take too much round. I've got to straight away. Quick fire. Yeah, exactly. Straight away, you've got up to like two seconds to answer. Cool, Okay. okay. So, I want your first thought. Is this a Samoan rugby player, a name I've made up, 
or a video game? <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> okay, Philly Lametta. Uh, name you made up. I can't speak. No, he played back row for Samoa in 1990. Okay. Toa Samiana. That's a Samoan player. Uh, yeah, he played wing. He is not a bionicle. Uh, wing nine caps for Samoa. Final Fantasy Eight. That's a video game. You weren't quick enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is my favourite name. Or is it? S. A. Fook. You made that up. No. no. There was a Samoan international with one cap called S. And it's like, because it's early, I don't know if they just didn't know his yeah. name and it began in an S. But his surname is A. Fook. Which is <laughs> A. A. H. Space. F. Double O. K. That's what Skill said whenever he dropped the ball. You know, turn to yeah, Arfuk. Think... Imagine that skill and it's... Arfuk as a halfback combination. <laughs> them playing against each other. Because yeah. <laughs> clearly he was, ne- his, you know, his, his parents were discussing what name they should have. And then one of them spilt the kettle over their crop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, should we get back to it? Yeah. Uh, Clive Powermano. You've made that up. I've made that up. Siani Paramano, his brother. <laughs> you made that up as well. <laughs> no, he played 10 for Samoa in 1955. <laughs> uh, Agnew. No other name. I like a little footballer. Or Shakira. <laughs> Wait, what? Say that again. <laughs> no, no, that works. Okay. Siani Paramano had a brother that I made. <laughs> In my head, he had a brother called Clive. <laughs> if he's still alive, somebody he has to break the news this. to him. <laughs> I'm going to look this up. Is he still alive? Anyway, read out another name while you're doing that. Um, Just a second. No, I've got it. I've got okay. it. Okay. It's the only poem I knew. They born unknown. Okay. <laughs> so he might not exist either. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. <laughs> He's won his last cap in 1957, okay. which was 70 years ago. So I'd I'd wager the odds are against him. Yeah, bless yeah. him. Okay. But we don't know about his brother. He's um, a much younger, Clive. That's true. That's true. And there aren't much many people that are younger called Clive. Uh, so no, I began to read it. Uh, Agnew. No other names like a Brazilian footballer or Shakira. Just called Agnew. I reckon that's a video game. No, no. There's a Samoan player won two caps called Agnew. No other names. No first name. No surname. Just Agnew. Okay. Okay, Pro Evolution Kevin, 2004. I reckon that's a video game. Oh, wait. No, it's a made-up name. Pro Evolution oh, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, come on. Come on, okay. speed it up. Okay. Daryl Williams. That's a small player. Yeah, he played one lock, uh, one cap at lock. No, some lock caps, I don't know. He played, he, he played at lock. Uh, Pong. That's a game. <laughs> that was slow. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seaman Tuiaba. His name's Seaman. Seaman. You, Seaman. You made that spelt, up. Like, spelt like S E A. I'm not. I'm not having that. I'm not having that. <laughs> yeah, it's made up. Uh, Lego Batman the video game. That's a video game. No, he won wing. <laughs> played wing in 1976. Oh, Batman has a cap for Samoa. I forgot that trivia. <laughs> uh, swimming with men. That's a video game. Uh, no, it's part of our fourth category: film starring Rob Brydon. <laughs> John Clark. This is bullshit, man. That's a film starring Rob Brydon. <laughs> no, it's a fly-off. He won five caps and played in the 99 World Cup. <laughs> oh, O Nelson. O Nelson. I, I'm already too... O-H I reckon this space is Nelson. made up. No, he played wing in 1955 okay. for Samoa. 
Oh, Nelson. No, it's not I a sitcom think. from the 70s. Oh, uh, Robbie Ale. You made him up. No, he played... I wouldn't make someone up with my own name. I thought your name was I'm Switch. not that big. I, I, thank you. We didn't introduce ourselves at the start of the podcast. Oh, shit, By the way, yeah. my, name's, my name's Robbie Ale Squidge, um, and you are... Sorry, I'm Will Owen. Ah, oh, Sue. You made that up. No, there's a player called A-H as in R, Sue. Ah, Sue. Like the, the, the woman's name, Sue. Ah, Sue. Uh, Alexander Tualangi. That's a player. A real guy. You were too slow. Um, <laughs> Mickey Spectrobes. That's a video game? No, I made him up. But I named him after the Nintendo DS classic, <laughs> yeah, Spectrobes. Okay. okay. Um, Khan Ali. That's a Simone player. Oh, sorry, I should have been more clear. I spelled Khan K-H-A-N. Oh I, made, I, I made him up. You are sacked from this podcast. So a different Khan. Uh, Burnout Revenge. That's a video game. Uh, 24 Hour Party People. That's a uh, Happy Monday song. It's a film starring Rob Brydon. Lion Face. That's a Speed film. it up, come on. That's a film. No, it's a made-up name. Ezra Taylor. That is a real Samoan player. I know who that is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he won two caps in 2011. Yeah. Played for Worcester, maybe. Uh, um, or is it him or someone else? Yeah. Big Trevor in the City. <laughs> uh, I think that that's... Uh... Wait, you made that up. <laughs> It's a made-up name, yeah. yeah. But his first name is Big Kev, and his surname is In The City. <laughs> okay. Um, Chris Vuey. That's a real player. Yeah, Rod Iona. Real player? Yeah, uh, Free Taps for Laugh in 2018. Uh, Splatoon 2. That's a video game. Shaun of the Dead. That's a film. <laughs> Starring Rob Brydon, he has a cameo, he's a voice-only cameo. That is my full quiz. Oh, thank God. We're done. We never oh. need to do that again. I'll tell you what, <laughs> But if... at some point in a future episode... One of us is going to say, oh, hey, I've got a quiz. And everybody <laughs> is going to sigh. Yeah. No, 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 no. I think that was good. I think I think we both enjoyed that. Yeah, we did. I don't think anybody else did. I I think everyone is better for knowing there's a real man called O. Nelson. That's, that's true. He's not a sitcom. Yeah. He is a human being. Yeah. And if, if anybody wants to get in touch with us about the production of Pro Evolution Kevin, <laughs> then... <laughs> To I'm going to copyright that. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to take that for myself. Nice, nice. Should we talk about the game? Should we talk about the game of rugby? Sure. Game of rugby. Rugby. Do I have literally any notes? Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, kind of done. Tuilangi kind of scored three tries. Tuilangi about... scored a hat trick. One of them. So yeah, no. Tuilangi scored three tries. Scored a full hat trick. O tries. And the interesting thing about them is that it feels weird to talk about rugby now. After it does, like, doesn't it? Like half hour, whatever that was. Should we talk about Uncle Boomy, who can call his past lives? No, that's where I draw the line. Yeah, me too. Is all three of his tries felt like they could have been finished by anyone? Yeah, yeah. The only kind of exception is this one where he begins taking under the post and he bumps someone off and he's going <laughs> yeah, over. Which is the most Tuolangi thing. Yeah. But yeah, they were just, they were good, solid finishes, but really other players have made the space for him, most notably Mapasu and um, Stowers. Fumar Tupolo. Well. Oh, yeah, yeah. And 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 Stowares, yeah. Yeah, because the, both the first two Tuolangi tries I've already touched on were set up by really good hands from George Stowers, who just flicked the ball on straight away. Uh, the first yeah. one was directly from him. The second one was from a quick tap taken by Farsavalu, who also yeah. did that tackle that we saw on YouTube earlier. Yes. I mean, if anybody wants to just type into YouTube... Samoa v Namibia 2011. You will you will be watching this. DJ Khaled. <laughs> I regret ever speaking. <laughs> but you, you also get yeah this this one tackle he makes on two time IB try the year nominee Chris Bo- No, it's not. Is it? It's Winkler? I think it's Winkler. Yeah, 
It's Winkler, yeah. Who also, this is the one other thing I've got, actually. When, so obviously Winkler chips over the top and gives it to uh, Dan Van Vick, Vick yeah. to score. Yeah. Uh, Van Vick runs it in from long distance, but Winkler's obviously faster than him because he's a winger. Uh, Winkler More like Llewellyn Winger, is... am I right, lads? It's very good. It's very good. We should cancel it's this podcast. Good. More like Henry Winkler because it? he was the star of Happy, because it was Happy Days when he scored the try. <laughs> yeah. Films. No, it's a TV it's a show. TV show. It's a TV show, yeah. TV show. Um, it was like the most TV, famous TV show in the world for like. Oh, was it? Years. Oh, wait, yeah, no, no. What am I on about? I think yeah. I've seen like some of it. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, welcome to the the top Happy Days podcast. Yeah, Sunday, um, not the bloke in Cardiff who I don't know if you've come across this guy in Cardiff who walks around shouting Happy Days. No, is he just like doing some no? promo for the TV show? <laughs> I think so. He's just really out of date PR. Yeah. There's just a guy, you know, like every town has the guy who just walks around and there's a few of them. Like sure. Derby has a guy that walks backwards everywhere. Derby also has the guy who like blasts like some amazing like Jamaican dubstep in like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Off the back of his kind of like. Yeah. His He's cool as shit, that guy. Four wheel thing. Yeah. yeah. There's that guy. There's the, the 20p man as well. I like the 20p man. Who is a man always in like really expensive looking coats who always asks you for 20p <laughs> and he's not homeless. Um, <laughs> what guy? I, like I knew someone who used to live on his street. You've got DJ and, Khaled. Yeah, he just goes up to everyone else. <laughs> DJ Khaled, yeah. He lives in Hull. You've got... Yeah, there's a guy in Cardiff who just walks around saying, Happy Days! Everywhere he goes. Nice. It's great. Nice. I like Happy Days. How the hell are we talking about this? Oh, Henry Winkler. Because, yes, Winkler. Henry Winkler, yeah. But as clearly, Winkler had a celebration he wanted to do where he was kind of doing like a fingers to the mouth thing. And he begins to do it. He's kind of like prompting Van Vake to do it as well. And Van Vake isn't falling for it. <laughs> Rejected. <laughs> yeah. Any others we need to talk about? Jacques Berger. He was a rugby player. He played in this game. He was the captain of the Mibian team and he had hair. Yeah. That is my my full take on Jacques Berger. You have like 125,000 YouTube subscribers, people listening to you talk about rugby. And you've just told me that Jacques Berger has hair. And I would like to thank you for that. We are tumbling down those charts. Yeah, Let's yeah. not check the, how the episode after this does. No, no. <laughs> no one is tuning in. Yeah. No one wants to hear about Tonga against Canada, which is actually an absolute banger of a game, yeah. which is the following game. Should we Should we try and do... Oh, no, go on. No, no, no. I was about to prompt you to say what you are about to say. Okay. Um, let's leave that in. Let's leave that fumbling in. Sure. Let's leave all of this in. Shall we then, to finish my sentence, move on to our Mottam and our Dodd? Sure. Our Man of the Match and our Dick of the Day. Sure. Obviously, we definitely watched this game back, so we know everything about how well everybody played. And I'm definitely not just going to pick Manu Tuolangi. Not Manu Tuolangi. Alessandro Tuolangi. Manu Tuolangi. As... Manu Tuolangi is our man of the match. We watched this game in detail. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't even know which Tuolangi was playing. <laughs> the one who yeah. doesn't. I'm going to pick Toby Flood. Sure. Yeah. Sure. No, I'm going to pick Alassar Tuolangi as my man of the match because he scored three tries and was a brilliant player. Absolutely. No, I. That's the obvious call, isn't it? Is just Alassar Tuolangi. I'm tempted by just saying Mapasua because I think he's great and yeah. he popped a few times in the highlights, but it's hard to not say Alexander Tuolangi. Yeah. Even though I am I am tempted to say Pro Evolution Kevin, but <laughs> We are that's that's true. Mr. Skills is man of the match. Yes. Of course we are approaching the territory of like under twelve speaking a man of the match, where it's like, you know what? We're gonna give you man of the match because you did great and you made a tackle sort of thing. Yeah. But 
No, Tuolangi scored three tries. And guess what? He's a world-class player. So Yeah, he's just he's, he was really good. Yeah. And it was kind of peak Tuolangi, been bumping everyone off. It wasn't like him Newcastle where it was kind of like a tribute act to who he'd been. Yeah. Where yeah. he was actually, he was just phenomenal. He was yeah, just brilliant. Yeah, he was world-class. He was a very, very good winger. Yeah. Do you want to do your dick of the day first? Sure. I mean, I've got two real contenders. The first one is everyone involved in not making this game watchable, no matter where we look. Yeah. As I say, we've had a few sources of trying to watch this game and trying to, trying to you know, watch every game. And we managed to source, I thought, all of them. We didn't. I will say as well, if anyone has a copy of this game or knows how we can watch it, I'd quite, I'd be open to coming back and doing this yeah, game again definitely. after the World Cup, after we got through the final, in order to kind of to, to look at it properly and to have done as the, we said we'd do. We've still done an episode on every game, but we yeah, haven't rewatched yeah. every game. And also, I'm very conscious that we do have listeners in Samoa. We have like a couple, and they will be listening to this, hopefully. And hopefully they'll still have made it this far and don't hate us. By it's Phil Mums Polo. No, he's gone. Yeah. yeah, and Dan Leo. Yeah. <laughs> he's got letters to draft. He's got better things to be yeah. doing. So yeah, that's if you do have a copy, please send it yeah, our way please. in or yeah. some means. That'd be fantastic. It'd be really appreciated. Definitely. My DMs are open and all that. But yeah, so first dick of the day for it not being available anywhere to watch, no matter kind of any subscription only, any kind of invite only services. Yeah. Nowhere. Yeah. Also, of course, your DMs are just generally open as well. So, and yeah. if, you, if ever you're just bored and want to have a chat with somebody, just go into your DMs and. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, that's that. That is exclusively for Israel Falau. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In the hope he wants to unblock me and just fancies a chat. Yeah. I know you're listening, is he? Yeah. So yeah, that's that's one contender for Dick of the Day. The other one is DJ <laughs> Khaled. What are you on about? He's a top bloke. He should be man of the match, to be fair. The amount we've spoken about. I yeah. think we've talked more about DJ Khaled than any individual player. We had quite a bit on Kamfata Ali, oh, but true. I do take your point. Yeah. And Mapasua, I guess. But Yeah. yeah. So who is your actual dick of the day out of those two nominations? You've got to pick one. <laughs> I, 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 okay. Now, the thing is, I've been keeping a spreadsheet of who's getting the most nominations. Sure. And it's easier to write in DJ Khaled than it is everyone involved in this game not being available for us to watch. Fair enough. So, so my dick of the day is DJ Khaled. How the hell has this happened? I, I, I really hope that at some point we get sponsored by Skybet or someone like that for who we're going to pick as our man of the match and dick of the day. And I would love to know what the odds were on DJ Khaled getting Dick of the Day for Samoa against Namibia. So I know that Skybet are listening and want to want to sponsor our podcast. So if if you do, then whack those odds up. Absolutely. Do you want to know my Dick of the Day or Dicks Please. of the Day? Well, my nomination, who I didn't give it to in the end, was Tynes Kotzer for being boring and scoring a try instead of drop goals. <laughs> because yeah, that is boring. That's just yeah, yeah. However, I've given... Who are you? Skill Nell. Yeah, exactly. Or Mr. Boot. I forgot his first name. <laughs> yeah, Terry Boot. Yeah. I've given my dick of the day for scoring the most boring try of the Rugby World Cup so far to Mr. P. Try. So penalty oh. try is my dick of the day. We had this before yeah. where we watched back, like on one of our birthdays or something, we watched back all of the tries of this World Cup. And when it got to the point mm. when it came up saying penalty try, we were like, oh... No, that's the worst try of the World Cup so far. So my dick of the day is Mr. P. Try. So somehow <laughs> the, the what, 44 players on the pitch and the referee have all escaped without any of them being named dick of the day. <laughs> it's incredible. We've had one nominee out of, as you say, the whole lot of them on the pitch. Yeah. 
we had, well, because it's still 22-man squads back then, yeah. so 44, 45 possible people out of the referee and the players. Yeah. Plus the coaches. Yeah. And Only one changes. of them has been nominated whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well done, lads. What a game. Absolutely incredible. Okay, the next game is Tonga v. Canada, which I can guarantee we will have watched. And we will actually talk about the rugby in that, because like there's a lot goes off in that game, and that yeah. was a great game as well. Oh, it was a really good game, yeah. really fun game. It was kind of right up until the last few minutes. It was won in the last few minutes by... I, I almost don't want to spoil it for people yeah. that haven't seen it. But brilliant game, Genuinely, brilliant occasion. If we were to pick out sort of five games from this World Cup for people to actually go back and watch as much as they can, if not the full game. Like, this would be one of those games that I'd pick out. Yeah, if, I think if we're picking out outside of the obvious, so like yeah, Fiji sure. Libya is absolutely there on any list. But I think if you're to ignore so South Africa Wales, like which is kind of one of the big, yeah, the final and a few of the knockout games. So like sure. people always talk about the um, that that Wales France game, even if it isn't a great game, it's the it's one that always yeah. comes up in conversation because it changes the, the nature of rugby yeah. and exactly all of that. But I do, I think it's a really interesting game. That it's a really fun game and it's one that's well worth watching. Definitely, definitely, yeah, yeah. We have managed to somehow talk about. No game for pretty much exactly the same length of time that we talked about Scotland-Romania. Yeah, which is impressive. And for longer than we talked about, I believe longer, we talked about the opening game. Where we prefaced the World Cup itself as well. Yeah, we had both a full 80 minutes of rugby and general chat around the tournament. Yeah. I've managed to talk more about DJ Khaled here. I somehow don't think we're going to get more listens on this one than we did on that first episode. But we don't know. I don't know. I can bill this as being like this is the hot Animal Crossing tips and porn, <laughs> and maybe loads of people will come in and listen to it. You'll get a lot more people in your DMs if you say that. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, if you've got Animal any, Crossing and chill, if you've got any Animal Crossing tips or porn, send them to Israel Falau, please. <laughs> please. That's this week's thing. Send him your favorite butterfly. Just tell him you caught a loach and is looking at you with reproach. On a genuine note, though, if anybody has any feedback and stuff for the podcast, genuinely, that's really appreciated. And like, I've had a look at reviews and stuff. We won't run through them today, but I've had a look at them and there's been some really nice stuff on there. And that's very much encouraged. I think a lot of the feedback that we've received so far has been brilliant. So please keep that up. Yeah. No, thank you very much. Yeah, genuinely. And to everyone that has, I have been keeping an eye of everyone that sent stuff to Audra Falau. And a few people have said that they've they've DM'd him and so on as well, which is hugely appreciated. Thank you. Just because it's funny as much as anything else. And we kind of haven't read anything out because we record them a few weeks ahead of schedule. We, yeah. So we're always keeping ahead because we're putting them out quite irregularly in terms of when they're going out. And because in terms of getting guests on, we can't always get people on at the same time and same day a week and so on. Yeah. Um, and like we've had a you know difficulty getting guests on for the what would now be the previous episode and so on. So yeah, it's it, it's more down to technical reasons that we haven't read anything out. But thank you very much, everyone sending anything and everyone listening very much. Yeah, yeah, that's a nice remark to close on. I think. I completely agree, and I have only one thing left to say. Count me in. And it is... The new Rombies. On the count of three... I was going to do that! That was going to be my gag! I was going to lead it and look at me, DJ Khaled's going to do Rombies. I was working on this for like five minutes in my head. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You've just ruined the whole thing. Okay. Okay. Three... Two, one. DJ Rombies. I need to go and have a shit now. <laughs>
<laughs> what do your neighbours think of you? I've only got one. Okay. And last night, actually, they'll be out because they work for the NHS. Oh, okay. Which is just as well. It's 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 unfortunate for them. I'm going to stop talking. Yeah, now. yeah. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> We're corners. nearly in an hour. In corners and circles. I don't know what's going on anymore. I hope you got something out of that. Yeah. Please let us know if you did, or if <laughs> if you think it's appropriate, please contact the authority. <laughs> and... Or DJ Khaled. <laughs> don't contact. <me> <laughs> Okay, see you. Yeah, bye. Uh, thank you very much, genuinely, uh, for sitting through that. Yeah. And goodbye. Bye. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.